ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, seniors of all ages, anyone with internet access listening, welcome back to the Booth Podcast. This is the weekly NFL show, and it's been it's been a couple weeks now, but we are back. It has been whew, a cosmic gumbo, some might say. It's been a wild week, but we're back, and I am joined by none other than Davey O'Doyle and Richard Shonsby. Rich, Dave, how are we doing? It's already off to an absolute <laughs> banger of a start. Dave, how are you doing? We'll start there. <laughs> All right, let's get some organization in here. Uh, hey, man, like I said, been better, been worse. It just feels like so long because between the last episode and this one, there's been like 28 games, right? That's the one curse of the NFL is if you're like not caught up, you miss 14 games of a week, right? But. Yep. But we're back and we're stronger than ever. We have the memory of 28 games swimming in our heads. We're ready to go. We are ready to go. Rich, how are you doing? Terrible. And you know what? That's totally valid. Some of you guys might be like, what? What? Aren't you guys concerned? To be honest, we're all pretty shit. Um, this has nobody, been... else, nobody else this season can lose to the winless Lions because now they have a win. It was a tough weekend for the booth. Uh, if you follow us on socials, first of all, if you don't, go follow us at the booth EC on Instagram and Twitter. But if you don't follow us on socials, it was a tough weekend here at the booth. A lot of uh, a lot of pride was hurt, egos bruised. Um, as many of you may know, if you're listening, we are we are some Saskatchewan fellas here and. <laughs> Tough weekend for Sask Sports. Not a lot to uh, be prideful or thankful for, which sucks. Well, that's okay because we're big NFL guys. So we always got the NFL to look forward to. We do every week. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bengals walloped by the Chargers. Vikings aforementioned drop one to the winless Lions. And the Ravens dudded up versus the stinkiest, fattest, oldest quarterback playing Ben Roethlisberger. It was tough. And you know what? With all that negativity, we're going to cruise right into the, uh, to the first segment. As always, we got our studs and we got our duds. And you know what? They say start with the good news first, and we always do. So we will go studs first. Dave, kick it off for us. Washington football team, baby. WFT. I don't know. At, at the start of the year, there was a certain prediction made about this Washington team that we will keep to ourselves. But we predicted a lot of wins in the Washington repertoire. Lots. At the, at the start of the season here, maybe we didn't quite see as much. Four straight wins. That defense is absolutely tightened up. Heineke, Scary Terry. McKissick, all the guys playing top form football right now. And, you know, it's a team that, like you see, I saw the post game with Ron Rivera firing the guys up after the win last week against Vegas. They have all they need in that locker room, as they said, as Coach Rivera said. And it's really showing right now. They're making a strong playoff push. They're in a playoff spot as we speak in the NFC. 
and they've just been they've just been studs to turn it right around to play winning football. Yeah, they've been they've been one of the hottest teams last month. They've been playing great, getting wins. Doesn't matter how you get wins. A win's a win's a win. And they have been getting those nonstop. They they're only two games behind Dallas in that division. And Dallas started off incredibly toasty. They were almost in everyone's top three. Not that they're a bad team now. They still think they got a lot of talent. But hey, Washington's getting hot at the right times, what they always say. Uh, Rich. Stick, stick around to later, though. There's an interesting little Dallas Washington matchup this week. There is one. Rich, we go to you. Stud this week. Let's get some let's get some positive vibes going here. A little positive, but also sorry, Dave, because my stud Fuck is right. <laughs> Justin Herbert. Uh had a great game this week, unfortunately, against the Bengals. Um, but a great one for a young star QB, 26-35, 317 yards and three touchdowns. This this guy's having games and is having a career to start off. Here's a stat for you. Justin Herbert currently has in NFL history the highest percentage of 300 plus yard games. In his 27 stats over here, in his 27 starts, he has 15 300 plus yard games, which is 55.6% of his games are 300 plus yards. Oh. This guy is a stud. Yep. The new segment is just going to be called Herberts and Duds. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. He's so great. That's so he's more likely to have a 300 yard game than he is not to. Exactly. Huh. Very, very interesting. And speaking of wild, crazy stats like that, this guy has a plenty of them. My stud this week, none other than the guy who could ask his quarterback to throw it three times and win in 2021. It is, of course, Bill Belichick. I There's no words, man. There's no words. There's no um, superlatives I can say that will be enough. He's the greatest football mind to ever live. Like... Barring the guy that decided to bring the forward pass into the game, this might be – who's better at their job in the world than Bill Belichick at coaching? You know what I mean? Like to their field. I'm sure there's some top surgeons out there. There's some – you know, I'm sure there's some great lawyers. There's some great accountants. Bill Belichick to every other NFL coach isn't fair. He's He's got every record in the book when it comes to wins. He's got the most rings. He's just a winner. He wins. He wins. That's what he does. That's why he's a stud. Because you know what? He wins. Man, I want to. Can I bring up a point here about the genius that is Bill Belichick? Absolutely. It's so weird that we were sitting there early last year, earlier this season, talking about how the Tom Brady Bill Belichick split was like, oh, look at that. Tom won it. He won a Super Bowl already. Tom is probably going to be MVP this year, which is crazy still, but this isn't about Tom. It's about Bill. And that dude, 20 years after 2001, is bringing a 2001-style repeat to the Patriots. This team is probably going to win the AFC, dude. That's how good this team is with a rookie quarterback. 
a rookie quarterback that's played what 13 games now and they're going to win the NFC really puts into perspective how special that Patriots dynasty was to have the best player and the best coach ever together at one time. It was, it's literally just like a match made in heaven. Like you had the, the greatest at one position and the greatest at the most important position. And there's a reason they say coach and quarterback are your most two important things, right? Yeah. And you have the best two to ever do it. That's what you get. You get and that dynasty. There's some great coach quarterback combos in the NFL now. Like Reed Mahomes, Harbaugh Lamar for a long time, Peyton and Breeze. Um, you know, a lot of these coaches that have been around Tomlin and the other one. And they they aren't close to what Brady and Belichick were. They won't be. No one will be. It's impossible. It's disgusting. And yeah, like you said, they're the number one seed in the AFC. And last year, I was one of them. Patriots had Cam Newton. They were dead. Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. Only took one year of losing for Belichick to be like, hey, dude, I don't like that. And and also, it took one year of, of losing. It was a losing season. It was a losing season. He was one game under 500. With right. a quarterback that threw eight touchdown passes. He was seven and nine, and he decided, hey, this is the absolute bottom of the barrel for me. And then he decided to win the AFC. He's like, oh, wait, I'm just going to find the next young Tom Brady. Not saying Mac Jones is Tom Brady, but like that same mold of like a pocket guy that You're can make the throws. The thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and oh, I'll just, hey, I'll, remember that 20 year dynasty? I'll just do it again. Right. Don't worry about me. I got it. Right. Okay. I want to pose the question to you guys. Is Bill Belichick a better coach than Tom Brady is a quarterback? I don't think you can quantify that question, though. They're different. They're different, but I I know what you're saying. And, like, it's tough, man. Because, like, I want to say yes, but it's... If If I had to put gun to my head... I would say Brady is a little bit better quarterback than Bill is at coaching because Bill has had losing seasons without Tom before. And Tom has only won and continued to only win after. But like I said, a lot of that is Tom picked a great team to go to that had mm-hmm. was literally a quarterback away from winning. But when and when you lose that, your quarterback, like- you have to restart right from scratch, basically. Right. So it's different. But if you look at the record and winning is what matters, I guess, Tom, but it's a, it's a weird question to quantify because there's not actually a good answer for it. It is. And, but also like to Bill's greatness, imagine, I mean, first of all, it it defeats the whole question, but if another coach was in Bill's shoes last year with eight touchdown passes from their starting quarterback, if you told Andy Reid, Hey, Mahomes is going to throw eight touchdowns this, this whole year, he'll play in almost all the games, you know, cup, he missed a couple because of COVID or whatever. You're going to get eight touchdown passes. Guess what? The Chiefs might be three and thirteen. Like Bill Belichick's the only guy that could that could get eight eight touchdown passes out of his guy and and be one game below five hundred. That's crazy. We could go on and on, but we all know he's a stud, greatest coach to ever live. Proving that time and again. Moving on, we could talk about him forever. We are going to come back to that negativity that we have harbored all weekend. Dave, 
bring us to the depths of hell. Who do you got? I will not throw my team under the bus this week. I decided I can't do it. So instead, I'm going to throw a team under the bus that I always throw under the bus. Hey, San Francisco, why'd you guys lose to the worst defense in the league, basically? The 49ers lost to the Seahawks, dude. Okay, you don't have Debo Samuel. That's big. I can admit that. That's big. You know, Fred Warner wasn't playing cool. But if your team is as good as people say you are, if Kyle Shanahan is such a great coach, you won't lose to the stinky, stinky Pete should be fired Seahawks, dude. You can't lose that game. Not only is it embarrassing, but it's a division game for you. You can't lose division games. I know it's like, oh, well, it's a division game and it was close, blah, blah, blah. No, the Seahawks stink, dude. The Seahawks aren't good. Russ isn't even playing good. There's no excuse for you to lose that game. And they did. So Washington or San Francisco 49ers, stinky duds. Stinky, stinky duds. Rich, I know this one. I can see the pain in your eyes. It's a pain you know too well. Our, our, our boy doesn't deserve this. But Rich, I, I, uh, I give the floor to you. So when I first decided I was going to do Minnesota as my dad, I was going to do Minnesota as a whole. And I kind of look at the stats now, and I don't want to throw the offense under the bus. The offense had a great game. Kirk was lights out. Jefferson had another 180-yard game. Alexander Madison came in and had 90 yards and a touchdown. Like, the offense played good. They put up 27 points. Could be more against the Lions, but you can't give up 29 points to the Lions defense. It's the Lions. They were 0-10-1. You can't give up a fourth-quarter game-winning drive to Jared fucking Goff. Oh, my God. You gave Jared Goff his first win without Sean McVay. Oh, it, it's painful. It's just hurt so much. And this defense, it is going to be the biggest area of concern for the Vikings going into the offseason. I don't want to look there already because we still have a chance to make the playoffs. But when we look to the draft and free agency, that is going to be the spot. It's going to be the secondary. That's what we need to improve because that is the dud right now. And it's interesting. The secondary really, the secondary, I'm just going to say it, Rich, and it's, you know, it's your team, but I'm sorry. Secondary blows. They do. Um, And it's interesting that they, the year they bring in Patrick Peterson, that they get really, really bad. Hasn't played in a good while here now. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, he's coming back this week, so we'll see if that helps. Oh God. Okay. So I Maybe mean, let's let's point out one thing about that game that makes it also really bad, unfortunately. Oh no. The biggest weapon that Detroit's had all year is DeAndre Swift, and he I don't think he played. No, he didn't. So who are you stopping? Well, they weren't stopping anyone. That right. was the issue. <laughs> I mean, like you're just gonna be like, oh man, I have to stop Josh Reynolds and TJ Hawkinson, like. I'm pretty sure whole defense can do that, but I mean, I guess not. Yes, not. And like, Rich, I mean, you've watched every Vikings game for the past, you know, however long. It, from an outsider, for me, it's like when you keep losing these close games in different ways, I think that comes down to coaching. Like, I think, I think Zim, you know, Mike Zimmer, I like Mike Zimmer personally. I think he's okay. I think he's a good coordinator. But, you know, those situations, if you keep – 
Is has it, there actually has there been talks about Zimmer getting fired? There's been a very hard push, and I think it's a reality we might end up seeing is that we could see a completely new coaching staff in Minnesota next year. That's interesting. Do you think they still do it if you make the playoffs? So, like, even if you have a first round exit, can you justify firing Zimmer after all those years you've had that were good? Maybe not the last couple years, but if you guys make the playoffs, can you fire him? I think oh, yeah. so. I think if we win a playoff game, their jobs are safe. If we can get into the wild card round, we can win a game. We can get to the divisional round. Everybody keeps their jobs. If we lose in the wild card round in another playoff exit, like this is a team that has never won a Super Bowl. So the goal is to win one, get to one. And that has been the goal for years. And we've I've been close. I think it's interesting because like it's 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 almost the exact same situation as Pete Carroll with Seattle. Like they keep squeaking into playoffs, but you know it's like okay, this team's never gonna, you know. How long are you okay with being okay? Okay, exactly. And, and like I'm it, I'm not okay with being okay anymore. Nope. So if that means Zim has to go, Zim has to go. I think that goes down to the quality of like how do you look in this last stretch of games? And if you make yeah. the playoffs, how close is that playoff game? Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you guys get the last spot and you play green Bay and it goes to a field goal at the end, maybe it doesn't look so bad. Right. But if you guys go in there and Dallas tears a mud hole in you, then you might be talking a different situation. Right. Yeah. Rich for, right. for your sake. I just, I hope they get it right soon. I really do. I do too. But, uh, I'll continue to be a fan no matter what, but it's it's a tough road. And I'm trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I don't Skull. know if I do. Skull. 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 Well, Dave, you said something earlier that was interesting. You can't lose division games. Guess what? The Ravens did exactly that. And it <laughs> was very winnable. It was. But I'm not going with the Ravens. I want to. I want to. But – Considering who we have on IR, we played pretty good. But there's one Raven that I am going to dud, and this breaks my heart. It shatters it. It crushes it. It stomps on it. My dud this week is Lamar Jackson. He's not playing good. He hasn't been playing good for about three or four weeks. His last four games, um, the Miami game, cover zero to death. Then he was sick against the Bears. And then we squeaked one out against the Browns. He threw four picks. And this one, he isn't playing good. And it breaks my heart. But, you know, I think I, w- I will say, you know, he's trying to do too much out there. And I was, I was, me and Reese were talking about this not too long ago. And he just needs to take a breath, slow down and say, hey, I'm Lamar Jackson. Okay. I need to play Lamar Jackson football. Just chill. Believe in myself. Just, just, just play ball how I've played ball my whole life. Because guess what? Pretty darn good at it when I'm, when I'm playing like I can play. He just needs to quit doing too much, which is, is, it is hard given how this season has gone for the team. And now, of course, Marlon Humphrey out for the year. God damn it. Um, I've accepted basically this year's a write-off. We're still 8-4. and four. Leading the AFC North, but 
a loss to Pittsburgh made that whole division a lot closer. Um, you know, thankfully, no shot. The Bengals did lose as well this week, so we were able to keep the lead. But like you said, you can't lose division games, and Pittsburgh is not a good team. And unfortunately, they were the better team on Sunday. And I hate saying that because they're 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 not a good team. They're led by a very bad quarterback. And right now, ours is worse. Can I ask you a question then? Just because you've been on Ravens Twitter and stuff. Yep. Is there any sort of backlash to anybody wanting Lamar not to be the starter? Is there any of that? No. Which is good. Because, yep. I mean, you don't have a better option. But my question for you is, say this year, you guys, let's say maybe you make the playoffs, you lose in the first round. Tough. A lot of injuries, a bad year. Next year, you get all the guys back, and Lamar continues to regress. How far does that MVP season carry you to thinking like, oh, it's okay, it's all right? He's he was MVP two years ago at that point. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not saying he will, but if he did, does there start to become doubt if he doesn't fix his problems? Well, I mean, if he starts to, you know, if he starts to regress and stuff, then yeah. But it to me, it all comes down to we win. Like uh, obviously, I'm talking yeah, about us because we lose. He's the winningest quarterback in NFL history before the age of 25. Like he's, he gets the job done nine. Like, I mean, I think eight times out of 10 statistically, he gets the job done. It's just, you know, we're in this weird stretch right now where watching him play, he doesn't look like that. He doesn't even look like the Lamar Jackson of the Colts game. You know, he doesn't look like it, it looks like something's, He's he's in his head in the sense that he's trying to do too much and he's not believing in the skill set that he has, which is, hey, Lamar, if that play's open, you take it. You take it because there's no one that can stop you when you want to not be stopped. And, um, yeah, but to your point, like, I mean, if, if this keeps going on for the next – next, if, it's, if it gets worse and not better for 10 games next year, then, yeah, the conversation becomes – all right, what do we do? But as of right now, that's the guy. We just got to buckle down and Browns this week. So, yeah, I'm not saying that you should. Obviously, this guy is fantastic yeah. and has won so many games. Yeah. The only thing that worries me is just because, yeah, your offense needs some work. Still, it does. But it's so blatantly Lamar for a lot of them. That's my only worry. I'm not saying you should bench him. Don't take me wrong. I'm not saying he's bad because he's great. Mm. But that's just my my one question, right? Well, it's weird too because it's like this year, like Lamar's off, Russ is having a really off year. Yeah, like we're seeing these great generational QBs that are just something's. This is this is a weird season, but you know. Yeah, but I mean that's that's what it is, right? Yeah, huge fat stinky dud this week though. But yeah. now moving on to the next segment we have planned this week, um, we were thinking, what should we do, Dave? The ideas guy came up with, with, uh, with a couple ideas, spitfiring, and we found one that we all kind of liked here. Um, Can I take the segment over here, Carl? Dave, take it away. So what I have in front of me is, I excluded a couple, and I'll I'll exclude them when we talk. But I have all of the first round quarterbacks in the last five years, 2016 to 2021, and I the, the stat I chose to put for them right now is win loss record. And that obviously doesn't tell the whole story. You have bad years. Like the 2021 quarterbacks, hey, man, they haven't played enough games to know. But the question I'm going to pose to us as a group is, 
is this guy in the right place that he can succeed? If yes, can he win the Super Bowl? And if no, is he good enough to go somewhere else and succeed? Right? Pretty simple question, but we'll get right down to it. Nice little, nice little flow chart. Right. 2016. First overall pick. You love him, Reese. You love him as much as I do. Jared Goff. Career record, 45, 39, and 1. Only one of those is a win without Sean McVay. We'll, we'll put that as an asterisk. Is Jared Goff in the right place to succeed? No. Oh, that organization isn't the right place for anybody <laughs> to succeed. Right, and we, we can all agree with that. Detroit's bad. They don't have the right weapons. But this guy was in the right place to succeed, so that leads to the next question. Can he win a Super Bowl? No. 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 Right, okay, and that's fine. I think we've all heard me especially go off about Jared Goff. We don't need to go farther. Jared Goff is just a very mysterious, like, hey, man, maybe you're a good backup. That's what that's what we're at. <clears throat> 2016, number two pick in the draft, Carson Wentz. 42-39-1. and one. Virtually the same record as Jared Goff, but not with Sean McVay, obviously. This was with the Eagles and now with the Colts. Is he in the right place for him to succeed long-term? I think he is. I think the Colts organization is a good organization. They were a quarterback away after uh, they were, yeah, they were a quarterback away from, from having success after Andrew Luck retired. So I, I think he's in the right spot to have success. Um, I think so. <clears throat> yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. After Luck retired, they had Phil, who clearly wasn't a long-term answer. Carson Wentz is quietly having a great season. And the Col- that, that Colts team's hot. I'm, I'm going to go, yeah. All right. Can he win a Super Bowl? That is tough. I'm going to say yes, he can on this one. We've seen him in years with the Eagles where they were poised to go win the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, he got hurt and... In comes Nick Foles to steal his thunder, but right. I think he can win a Super Bowl, and I think the Colts are close to being a Super Bowl contender right now. So, completely agree. I'm going to go. Yep. I had a little bit of trouble with this one, but I think he's not like the, a quarterback that you blatantly think like, "Oh yeah, there's no shot this guy ends his career without a Super Bowl." He could just be a very good quarterback that never gets one. But I think given the right circumstance, like you said, he can win a Super Bowl. Well, plus I think I think like there's a difference between can he and will he. He might right. not, but I think he's, that team's fully capable of doing he's it. He's capable, right? Yeah. Okay, so then the last one of 2016 we're not going to mention because for obvious reasons he's gone. Uh, 26 overall, Paxton Lynch to the Broncos. That dude is a fourth-string quarterback in Saskatchewan. Basically now we don't have to go over that one. All right, yeah. 2017. Here's a good one. <clears throat> the number two overall pick, Mitch Trubisky, 29 and 23. Is he where he needs to be right now? A backup. A backup with the Bills? That's probably where he needs to be. It, right? he, he might win a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I guess for him, it's interesting because I would say Trubisky's the level of quarterback that is a very good backup, and that's where he should be. Yep. Agreed. Is he in the right place? Probably because Buffalo's pretty good. Probably he- because I think he's actually like he's the perfect mold of backup to fill in for Josh Allen for right. two games. Like, yeah. Okay, so I guess and then that says 
we can't exactly ask this question the same. He's where he needs to be. So, okay, hypothetical this season, and Josh Allen gets his hit, he tears his ACL clean. Correct. He's done for the year. He takes over the Bills right now. Can the Bills win a Super Bowl? No. Oh. The Bills are <laughs> but, on the Bills are on the rocks right now with Josh Allen. Yeah. Hey, okay. Yeah, and I mean I agree with that, but we just have to this is the segment and we're gonna do the questions either way. The rules are the rules. That's them's the rules. Them's the rules. Next one, there's not gonna be a whole lot of debate. Number 10 overall, Patrick Mahomes. Career record 52 14, Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, League MVP. Is he in the right spot? No, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not too sure. <laughs> right. Obviously. So he's, he's in the right spot. Can he win? He's already won. Yeah. We'll he's move done. on. Patrick Mahomes, probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> 12 this... overall in that draft. This is going to be a different question I have for you guys on this one. 12 overall, Deshaun Watson. Here's my question Will he stay out of prison? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I think he will stay out of prison. I think he'll end up out of prison, but it still kind of sounds like he's a piece of shit. So he sounds it, here's the thing. We need we need we need more. You know, we need we need to know what's going on. Sounds like an absolute scumbag if if all is true. If even if some is true, if one is true, scumbag. But uh I don't know if I see him in the uh, if, if I see him in the orange jumpsuit. We'll have to see. And I mean, this is a hard question to quantify because if he's for the Texans, I don't think even he can lead a team to the Super Bowl. No. But in my opinion, when as his play showed, he was he, capable of winning a Super Bowl with yes. the right circumstances. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. He was. He was almost. He was MVP level in Houston. Like, right. yes. So we'll, we'll leave that one where it is. We don't need to get too much into the politics and the orange jumpsuit red tape of it. Yeah. 2018, first overall pick, Baker Mayfield. Is he in the right spot? This I, one is tricky. It is tricky. I think he is. I think the Browns are a good fit for him. I just, yeah, it's tough. He had a one amazing year and he played great. And outside of that, he hasn't looked more than average. I think the thing for me is like, this is going to get away both my answers. I think the type of system that they run where they just make Baker be the most minimal part of that offense is the best chance for him anywhere to succeed. And he's already shown that he's not good enough to even fully succeed there. His career record right now is 29 and 29. He's literally a 500 quarterback with the best offensive line and Nick Chubb, a team that has gave him all of the gifts. All we need is you to do your part to help us make it to the next level. And he can't do it. So I don't think anywhere he's a Super Bowl quarterback, but that's just me. If, if Rich wasn't on here as the voice of reason, this would derail very quickly. That's why I got out in front of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good call. But uh, I agree. I think, I think Cleveland is the best place to succeed. Okay. Maybe Kansas City. Okay, I'll give them that. But the idea of having Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and for a period, Dearness Johnson. And, you know, they had Hooper, Njoku, um, Jarvis. They drafted Peoples Jones. They have the best line of football. It's not close. They have the one of, on paper a great defensive unit. 
Um, they've given him everything. They got Stefanski out of Minnesota. Appears to be a competent head coach. I I don't know if there's a place he he can succeed more than where he is. So I will say he's in the right spot. But he can't think, win a Super Bowl. I yes. think right now with the Browns, it's a tricky situation where Baker's not bad enough that you want to find a new quarterback, but he's not good enough that you're going to win a Super Bowl. It's it's limbo, man. They're in limbo yeah. where it's like I, the thing is, like I think you got to give them. You don't have to. Like, if you want to get rid of him, I would support that completely. But I'd almost say give him his one-year option next year, and literally next year is his make-or-break year. Mm-hmm. You you can play yourself into a big paycheck, or you can play yourself out the door, right? Well, and this just, year's but, tough because he's so injured, right? You, well, yeah, I will like, give him credit on that. You can't be playing so injured, right? He's but, been absolutely banged up, but it goes to the point of like, just the way the quarterback market works. Like, not it's not based on talent necessarily but his camp's going to come in and, and say hey 40 to 45 million like that's the market and yeah. and as soon as you give him that say bye to that nice offensive line and those weapons and that defense like you can't give him that but you, he's not bad enough where it's it's like the vikings playoffs and zimmer it's like okay fuck <laughs> good but not good enough that's exactly. in, in essence yeah all right, 2018, third overall pick. There's one man who really likes this guy on this panel. It's not me, and it's not Rich. <clears throat> Sam Darnold, career record 17 and 30. Curve, Is he we'll in the right spot take... in Carolina? Curve, I'll let you take it away here. And the other thing is there's there's three quarterbacks in this class I care very much about. Um. We're not going to cover the third one very much, or the second one very much, my guy. You trust me. <laughs> All right, but Darnold, is he in the right spot? This league has fucked Darnold over repeatedly and repeat. No, I, I, Sam Darnold's not good. So, so <sighs> this Carolina is one of the best places he would work, I think. They have weapons. They have a decent O-line. When healthy, they have a great running back. Even behind him, Chuba Hubbard clearly can play. Defense, awesome. <laughs> They're just a quarterback away. All right, so we've established that probably, unless Rich has something else to say. Darnold- I was going to say there might be a better place for him, and it would be somewhere as a backup. <laughs> so let's let's. I pose two questions for you then. One of them is a starting and one of them is a backup comparison. Is he better than Mitch Trubisky? That's a, that's the, a tough one. The fact that I'm has it, that hurts my soul. I don't, I don't think he is. Me either. I think Trubisky's better to be honest. We saw Trubisky quarterback a team that went to the playoffs. Great. Listen, I think Trubisky's a top top tier backup, actually. Yeah, I don't, I don't fucking I don't like this fucking segment anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's and then here's the other question. Some hypothetical way Sam Darnold ends up as the quarterback of the Browns. Does he do a better job, equal job, or worse job than Baker Mayfield? I think he does worse. I think Baker is an average quarterback, and I think Sam Darnold is a bad quarterback. Carve, what do you have to say to that? Fuck, dude. Um, 
I think he does worse, but I think it's, I think it's not as terrible as you'd think. I think it's worse. I think he's got worse stats. I don't think they win as much, but I don't think it's terrible. Right. And I, I would say I'm in the same place as you are. Yeah. I think it's a bit of a regression from Baker Mayfield, yes. but it's not abysmal as in like you guys will win two games because Sam Darnold costs you all your games, right? It's, it's, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, pick seven of the 2018 draft. Big arm man himself. Buffalo Bills take Josh Allen. Is he in the right, right place? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Carve, you think That's, so? Yeah. Yeah. Can he win a Super Bowl? Is he a quarterback that can win you a Super Bowl? 100%. Yes. He's probably, if I could pick a quarterback right now to win me a Super Bowl, he's top three. Really? I think so. I, I this, think this he, one's interesting for me too, honestly. I if think he plays he the way he did last season, he is that, but he hasn't shown it since then. He's exactly very selective. And one year, one season isn't enough of a sample size to be top tier elite, but he probably is good enough. But I just, I worry about it a bit. I worry about it too because from game to game, he's very, very inconsistent. He is. His, his ceiling is unbelievable. He's got every tool in the toolbox. His floor is missing receivers five yards over their head and 10 yards deep. Like it's, it's very iffy, but I think he can, I think he can. Like, yeah. I yes. agree. I like for the same reasons I think we're both on. Yes. But there's like a little bit of worry in the background. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're not gonna have to cover this one very long. 10th pick 2018, Josh Rosen career record three and 13 has played for five teams as we speak. So I think we're all in the same boat. He just hasn't been given a fair chance. Actually. Is he in the right place? No, because he needs to be on the field. Not on he the needs band. to be a starter. <laughs> he needs to be a starting quarterback. But for those of you that don't know, <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about it or not. Dave and me have been on a train since 2018 when, when Rosen was picked to Arizona. And then almost immediately – the talk started firing up. Should Arizona take Kyler Murray? And we said, man, this Rosen guy is really getting shafted here. And we have to a comedy, to a, to a comedic fault. Now we have been on the train of, Hey, he hasn't been given a fair chance at things. We've been talked out of it a little bit, but um, Hey, Josh, just know you'll always have a special place in my heart, buddy. You, you were, you were one of my favorite prospects that draft. And, uh, You'll you'll be in here, big man, forever. Josh Rosen, unknown. Is he in the right place? No. Can he win a Super Bowl? No. And it breaks my soul to say it, breaks but I soul. have to say it. He's he in the would... right spot because that guy doesn't deserve to be in the league. Hey, no! come on. We don't know that. <laughs> I I would sign him to be my third string quarterback. I would sign him to be my third string. I would. <clears throat> okay, and then thirty second <laughs> overall, twenty eighteen. Baltimore Ravens take big trust himself. Lamar Jackson, career record 38 and 14, including two playoff appearances, a playoff win, three playoff appearances, and an MVP, anyways. Three playoff appearances yep. and a win and an MVP. Is he in the right spot? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Can he win a Super Bowl? He can. Yes. 
great. He can Willie. I don't know, but for, for me, I, he is the same for me as Josh Allen. Yep. I would say a hundred percent. Yes. But there's a little bit of worry that maybe they might, those guys might just be a little bit off to never quite get there. If bad circumstance hits them, well, but and, yes, they can, they are capable. And they're, they're fully capable. It's just the, will they, will they? I don't know yes, if they absolutely. will, but they can. Yep. Right. Absolutely. 2019 first overall pick. 21, 19, and 1, Kyler Murray. Oh, yeah. Is Kyler Murray in the right spot? Yes. In Arizona. Reese doesn't look as fresh. Sure. Yeah, he's in the right spot. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> they're yeah, the, they're the, right the one seed in the league, and they're probably the Super Bowl favorites right now. Like, yeah. Is he capable of winning Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he might do it this year. So he I, could. I'm not willing to, 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 to put my to put my money on the Cardinals this and say this year. Yeah, but but he he does he throws a nice tight ball. The guy is an athletic specimen. He's 205 pounds, right? And and right now his team is the number one seed in the NFC. So to say anything that he can't win a Super Bowl would only make you look like a fool, right? So we'll you would look like a absolute fool. <clears throat> Number six overall in 2019 with a career record of 12 and 25, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes to the New York Jets or Giants. Sorry, is he in the right spot? No, no, he's not. No, and by spot, is- I don't mean New York, I mean the NFL. <laughs> All right, and then that's question is he good enough to succeed somewhere else? No, again, nope. as a backup, probably as a backup, yep, yep. I'm not. I'm not on train that he's 100 not capable of being a starter. Is he capable of being a good starter? Probably not. But for me, I don't think Danny Dimes is quite as bad as other people do, and that might just be that the fact that I like him. I might but, just be the outlier here. But and, if he's if he's a bad <laughs> starter somewhere else, then he's not succeeding. <laughs> I'm still. Uh, he's a better option than some places have. We'll say that. Well, I don't think he's the worst starting quarterback in the league, but I think he's bottom three. It's good. Okay. Okay. I mean, he's had three years to clean up fumbles, and that guy drops the ball like Hollywood Brown his first year. (laughs) I'm saying, in my opinion, which maybe you guys won't agree with, because this is where everything's going to come back to for this argument. I think Danny Dimes does a better job than Baker Mayfield does if he's in Cleveland, and that's my personal opinion. I gotta, I, I gotta throw up the flag on that one, man. I'm sorry. And that's fine. Hey, that's fine. And I get that. Yeah. I like, I like the the skills, the talent, the leadership, the brain that he has more than I like anything Baker Mayfield has. I would say, I, and dude, hey, I, I don't want to be sticking up for Baker Mayfield. Like, trust me, Rich, you need to help me on this one. But, like. Baker doesn't turn the ball over like Danny. You give Danny Dimes not an absolutely god-awful, atrocious offensive line and a coach that they keep around for more than two years at a time, he has a chance to do something. Is he better than Baker Mayfield? I actually don't know that. That's just what I hope and what I like. But I I could be wrong with Danny Dimes. I I feel like I could see it happening with Daniel Jones that, like, yeah, maybe the Giants just aren't the right spot. Maybe he does need to go somewhere else. But I could see it being the situation where we say that it happens. 
and it's Sam Darnold. And it could be just that's the thing. Is I was I'm, gonna say kind of like the other New York quarterback. <laughs> I, I'm completely on the fence. I agree with you. He could be Ryan Tannehill, but he could be Sam Darnold, and I'm not sure. But that's just my opinion. Obviously, I'm outnumbered here, but we that's all a, agree. But actually, that's right a guy. very that's a very good. I'd say those are good comps. He's either he could have a Ryan Tannehill because he he's got some electricity to him. Like he's got some, he's got mobility. He has a decent arm. I think it was last year. He was the highest rated quarterback on throws 20 yards down the field. Don't quote me on that. Then again, don't quote us on anything we say on this show, but um, he could be Darnold. Darnold. Also, I absolutely loathe the fact that Darnold will now be the the bottom tier (laughs) comparison, but it's not wrong. It's just, it just hurts. I'm, I'm at least happy that I'm not saying this. You guys are like, dude, you're a moron. At least oh, you guys can see where I'm coming from. He's at I least can. that much. Because but New York not, is so agree. bad. But I agree. So he's bad. not He's not great. He won't win a Super Bowl. But I'm saying he can maybe be better than he is. That's all. Yep. And then 2019, at pick 15, Dwayne Haskins, with a career record of 3-10. and 10. Is that guy on the bench where he needs to be? Yeah. Yeah, he is. See, here's the thing. I don't know if it's I, – I don't know what to look for in a QB coming out of college. I don't know what to – you know, I think I fall in love with bad quarterbacks. But I loved Dewey Haskins, man. I love Dwayne. I don't know why. I have no reason to. He's kind of an immature scumbag. <laughs> He's not very good on the field at all. Um, so the answer to all these is no. <laughs> but – uh Shout out Dwayne Haskins. See, here's the thing for me that really takes it together for me. Besides three and 10, okay, is he capable of being the media presence you need him to be to be a starting quarterback of any sort? No. no. Is he the second string quarterback over Mason Rudolph, even in Pittsburgh? No. That tells you what you need to know about him, man, right? That's for me. This is, this is no. a quote from a Steelers coach. <laughs> or this is this is a headline of the New York Post that says Dwayne Haskins Steelers uh, coach rips ridiculously and lazy pregame warmups. Like this is what this guy has going for him. So long, long story short, nose across the board. Nose across the board. Is he the right guy in the right place? Well, yeah, he needs to be on the bench somewhere, but no, he shouldn't be anywhere near the field on Sunday, and can he be better someplace else? Probably not. He maybe shouldn't <laughs> be in the league. And that's that. And that's enough to be said about Dwayne Haskins, who's took up more of our time than he probably should have. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> 2021 first overall pick, Joe Burrow, with a career record of 9-12-1 to the Cincinnati Bengals. Is he the right guy in Cincinnati? No. I'm just kidding. Yeah, of course he is. He definitely is. I think that is an amazing fit for him. So that that's if we're talking fits to cities, that's like top five in the NFL right now. He is Ohio. Yeah, he's he's an Ohio kid. Before he left LSU, he went to Ohio State, born and raised. Uh, the guy is quiet, confident, but he has a nice little bit of swag, a little bit of attitude that you need to to pick up a losing franchise. I can confidently say Joe Burrow is the right guy, and I think he will win a Super Bowl. But that's up for debate if you guys think so. Um, no, I, he absolutely can. I think 100% he can. Whew, good. Good good to see. All right. 
yeah when we when we got to uh when we got to mar i was happy <laughs> yeah number five overall with a career record of 10 and 7 to a tongue of Iloa to the dolphins is he this, in the right place this one might be the most interesting one right now <laughs> Honestly, I because they've been on a hot streak. They've been on, I think they're six in a row, five in a row. I do think the early part of the season wasn't accurate to what the Dolphins are. I like the Dolphins. I think they're good. I think they, were, Brian, they won 10 games last year. Let's I be think honest. I think that's more accurate than what we saw earlier. Yeah. And I think they're proving it now. I think Brian Flores is the guy. And two is changing my tune. I think he is in the right place. I think he is too. I think what we saw from early this year, obviously last year, he was in his first year in the league. He was still learning. And that was carrying over into this year. And he had to get his legs under him when he didn't have Fitzpatrick behind him. Right. Anytime think- last season he was put into a situation where he needed to win the game, he was pulled from the game for Fitzpatrick. So it's hard to learn how to win in those clutch times when you don't get the opportunity. Yep. Right. And I think that's a good point also to point out about these next eight guys is that most of these guys haven't played a full season of games or hardly have, right? Maybe well, just and- over a season, if that. So I you think need to keep that in mind when we talk about these guys, right? Well, yeah. And I mean, you get to a certain point when it's kind of getting there with the 2018 class where it's like, we know what these guys are now, right. but anything is getting there, right? Getting there. But anything past that, it's like, we, right. we genuinely don't know. Like I said, 2020, 2021, we, I can't be certain of anything for sure. No, I do think to a, I don't know if we've gotten there yet, but if we're talking, can he, All right, so for me, what I say, I say he is in the right place because that offense has taken the personality of Tua and made it their offense. You know what I mean? Very, you know what I mean? Let's get it done on the ground. Let's throw high percentage footballs. Let's make safe choices with it. It's taken Tua's personality. They've molded it around him as you should. And so he's in the right place. But I think we're going to be on the same page, whereas I haven't seen enough yet to commit verbally to say this guy can win a Super Bowl somewhere. I just haven't seen it yet. It I, may, it, he may have that in him, but I just haven't seen it from the 17 games that we've sampled to him. I think, yeah, I think you can be in the right place. And, and as of like, the key part is as of right now, right. Hasn't proven. Oh yeah. This guy can easily get a chip. I don't know that yet, but like you said, um, if there was a coach to do it, Brian Flores looks like he might be one of the best disciples from the Belichick tree. Right. And okay, go to go to New England for 20 years. It wasn't, hey, run around, make a bunch of crazy plays from your quarterback, do a bunch of wild shit. It was, we are going to win. We are going to play safe football. We're not going to make mistakes. That's what the Dolphins are. That's what Tua is. Um, and you got a guy like Jalen Waddle who's popping off right now, who makes plays after the catch. Just get the ball in his hands, and he'll do the rest. Mike Kosicki, a safety blanket, good running backs. You know, can get the ball done or can get the yard as they need. If they just sure up that O line, you know, we can see. But as of right now, I agree with you, Dave. Not sold. Anything to add there, Rich, or you agree? I think I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So then, number six, Justin Herbert, career record thirteen and fourteen. Is he, he in the right place? He is in the right place. Oh, yes. Right. And can, will do you think he's capable of winning a Super Bowl? Yes. Oh, yes. 
Yes, we can all agree with that. This next one may be, honestly, out of all the next ones, the least, the, the hardest one to pick. <laughs> I just, overall, I was, yeah, right. For the Packers, 0-1 record, Jordan Love. I think he's in the right place because when Aaron Rodgers leaves, this team has good weapons, always has a consistently good developed offensive line, and he's a quarterback that they will put their faith in. They've shown that they will put faith in their quarterbacks. I think he's in the right place, but we literally have seen him in one game. We have no idea how good he is, right? And, like, as much as I want to shit on him just because I'm a cynical fuck and, like, I want to look at all those practice videos that leaked of him just missing target stuff, that's what we see. That's it. That's all we see. We don't see the rest of it. Like, we don't – guy could be lightening up. You know, we don't know that. Um, the thing that worries me, I guess, is, like, you know, Devontae's an upcoming free agent and stuff, so it's, like, if they, I'll have to see, you know. But, like, I think he is in the right place. And for as much as the drama – that's that's gone on you know he does get to watch Aaron Rodgers every single day in practice that does have to be something has to be said for that so I will say he's in the right place yeah we good I think good for Jordan Love who I think so yeah yeah okay 2021 first overall pick Trevor Lawrence to the to the Jacksonville Jaguars career record two and ten is he in the right place no, no, because it's Jacksonville. No, because it's Jacksonville. Would he succeed in other places? Yes. Uh-huh, definitely. Yes, because it's Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yes, exactly. This is a guy where it feels like we haven't seen anything from him in the NFL, but you just know that this guy, the sample size he gave us in college football and the type of offense he played in in college football, you can see that this guy can can be a good NFL quarterback. That's, right. And yeah. definitely this class of guys, 2021 is the least that we've seen the least. Yeah. Everybody and at most has played 12 games. All of so these, it's hard to say, right. All of these next like questions and including T law, like these are all dart throws. Like we don't, we don't know. Maybe we'll change this question. Then have you seen enough for them that you think they will be good in the NFL? We'll change the question for this class. Trevor Lawrence, have you seen enough to think he'll be good in the NFL? Technically, if I'm looking at the games, I haven't, but I know he will be, if that makes sense. Right. I saw enough in college football the, yeah, at yeah. Clemson with for him Tre- to be good in the NFL. With Trevor, right. it's almost different because it's it's like it wasn't 10 games at Clemson where he lit it up and then declared for the draft and took advantage of that. It was this guy had, what, three years of just three years. dominance. Yeah absolute dominance and i i get it it's clemson but look at how far that program's fallen without him um it's trevor lawrence and it's jacksonville it was a match made in hell it's right so i mean we'll we'll leave it at that these are all going to be very similar each of these guys the second overall pick zach wilson two and six career record a shit ton of picks as well. Let's just put it out there. But this is only his rookie season, and he is in maybe the worst conceivable spot he can go in the NFL with the Jets. What do we think of Zach Wilson so far? Zach Wilson might be the guy that, and again, like I said, all these rookie, especially from this class, we don't know. I was not high on Zach Wilson coming into the draft. I was not high on Zach Wilson when I found out his landing spot. I'm not high on Zach Wilson three quarters through his rookie year. 
he was a guy that was a flash in the pan at BYU. He had one great year at BYU. Oof. I think the thing that's tough is you see other quarterbacks come in and play significantly better than Zach Wilson. And they're not even like seasoned starters. And that's what worries you. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause this, this is a bad place for him to land. This doesn't oh, do sure. any favors. Yeah. But it's just, he has, he makes really bad throws. That's my problem with him. So I'm not going to say flat out. He can't get better because right now what he's doing is what Josh Allen did for his first year as well. Yep. So yep. we don't know that not saying he's as good as Josh Allen. Cause I don't think he is. But you heard it here first. Dave said tough. Zach Wilson's floor is Josh Allen. <laughs> but we yeah, but we don't know, right, about Zach Wilson. Yeah. Yep. And, and like you said, the Jets aren't doing him any favors. It's not like he's been given the keys to a very, very nice, beautiful, luxurious car. It's a clunker. So I guess in less reason than anything to add here, the next one, Trey Lance, number three, 0-1 record with the 49ers. This one's weird for me because I feel like out of every quarterback that we've listed on this entire thing, besides Jordan Love, we've seen the least from from Trey Lance. Like I literally have no idea how good he is. It was a tough situation too because he's from North Dakota State, so it's not like we get to watch any of those games from North right. Dakota State. Yep. And also, he sat out an entire year. Like he didn't yeah. play for a year, so he really is a shot in the dark. Um, I loved him his the last year he did play at NDSU and he was athletic, big, strong, good arm, great mobility. I really like him. And again, this is maybe clouding my judgment, but it's been one game. We haven't seen him in that game. I mean, he looked, he had flashes where it's like, okay, yeah. If they, if they kind of do a similar thing to Lamar, maybe not as much and does, and they build that offense around him and, and here's what you do. Well, okay, we'll do that. Here's what you can work on. We won't do that as much. Like I think he can work, but again, we have no idea. Like he's been absolutely in the dark. Right. There's no way to say as of this point, I think the one thing that people are saying and it is true and it shows now is he was probably the least NFL ready. Mm-hmm. Out of most of these prospects, so you need to give this guy time, right? Yep, absolutely. All right. I'll tell, I'll tell you one, one thing. One thing about Trey Lance, though, is when he gets the keys to the Niners, it, it, inevitably, and Jimmy's gone, I will like the Niners personally a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Number eleven in twenty twenty one to the to the Bears with a record of two and six at the moment. Justin Fields. This guy. I know we're, we, we're rephrasing the question for these rookies, but I will say it, it's not that he's in the wrong spot necessarily. It's that his fucking coach is in the wrong spot and the spot being the NFL. I, the thing, I think I, the thing for me is I think Fields has shown the most out of all the rookies so far. Yeah, There's been like, if you look at his stats and like his record, no. Hasn't been. If you watch the games, that guy is doing the most with nothing. He hasn't been, he hasn't been, you know, Mahomes first year starter. Unbelievable. No, obviously not. But (laughs) not only is he going against 11 guys, every single play, he's going against his entire coaching staff and offensive line. Like he's having to, he's playing against them too. And it is, Hey, I just, 
I love Justin Fields, man. I hope he does so good. Fuck Link you, Matt thing. Nagy. Fuck you. Seriously, dog. <laughs> All right, Matt Nagy, you're put on notice right now. Fuck you, dog. <laughs> um, I think the thing for me that I like about Justin Fields is Andy Dalton is kind of that mid-range, like probably is a good backup, but he's not a good starter. He's that level of quarterback. And the team doesn't look like it's much better or much worse with Fields in. You know what I mean? He's at least there, and this is his rookie year. So there's like a lot of potential for Justin Fields to end up being quite good. Like I said, we just need to see more than eight games. And with any luck, Zim won't be the only NFC North coach that is canned this year. If they get an offensive-minded head coach in there, well, Matt Nagy's offensive-minded. Yeah, he also he he coaches like he's fucking concussed. I can say that, but he's just not a good head coach. He isn't. His one year with Trubisky when they got to the playoffs and he was coach of the year, anomaly. He's proven that. He's bad situationally. He's bad offensively. He's bad defensively. He's not a good head coach. Fuck, I'm sorry. Go on, Dave. Rich, what do you think, Justin Fields? I like him a lot. I think the Bears are a great spot for him to be, minus Matt Nagy. Um, My guy. I think if we look at true quarterback play because I want to say Mac Jones has the best chance of winning. I'm sure we'll get there in two minutes, but he might have the best chance to put up like the best quarterback stats out of these this year's throughout his career. Right. And that's fair. Right. Absolutely. And then get there. We'll start with Rich on this one because I know he probably has some stuff to say 15 overall to the Patriots, Mac Jones with a career record of nine and four so far. What do we see from Mac Jones? I think you can almost go back to the other quarterback because we've seen a lot from this guy. And we well, we've seen a lot from him in a team that doesn't ask him to do a lot, like we said. He we've seen a lot of that Patriots team working around Mac Jones to give him success, which is a nice thing to see for a young quarterback. And I think you could even ask the question. Can this guy win a Super Bowl? Because he's probably got like the fourth or fifth best odds to win a Super Bowl this year. Yeah. So we look at it right here. He started all 13 games, you know, from day one. It was back when Newton was a Patriot. They said, nope, Max the guy. So he comes in here, 70% completion. That's 2,800 yards. 16 touchdowns, eight picks, 97 QBR. Like he, like you said, they don't ask him to do too much, but he, Mac Jones to the Patriots might be the best fit team wise. Like the Patriots identity is don't make mistakes, force the other team to make mistakes. We'll capitalize. And it's working very, very well. And yeah, I think with Mac, as opposed to these other QBs, like Rich said, you can actually ask the question, can he win a Super Bowl? Yeah, he can because they might do it this year. And he might, yeah. Yeah. Mac Jones is a weird one where he's the exact opposite of Trey Lance for me in every conceivable way. I liked it, the skill set Trey Lance had. I didn't really like the skill set Mac Jones had. Um, Lance is not NFL ready in any way, and Mac Jones has shown he's completely NFL ready. Um, Lance needs to sit on the bench. Mac Jones needs to be playing, and Mac Jones probably can. I don't know if anywhere else he can. That's up for debate. We have to see more still, but he might win Super Bowl this year. 
because he is with the exact right fit, right? We can all say that safely. Well, and like the thing is, I mean, and Dave, I know I speak for you too. I shit on Mac Jones very hard pre-draft. I shit on him. I didn't think he was good at all. But the one thing was, I, I, it was like, if he went, if he goes to like the Patriots and Belichick, he might be okay. He's been more than okay. He's been very good. And yeah. yeah. There's nothing so to here, say. here, out of these quarterbacks we have, who, who have, or as far as we know now, probably can win a Super Bowl. Carson Wentz, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. How how fucking spoiled are we with talent at the quarterback position in, in the NFL right now? Those are just the first rounders, man. Those are those are we're just not inclu- we're not including guys who are Dak. already already playing in the last five years. You know, Dak, Aaron, Tom. We're we're keeping all these guys off the list, right? Russ. But it's yeah. unreal. Yep, that's that's where it is. I want to bring up one question that I have that I find interesting. Shoot. Um, and this is my last question before I move on to reviewing the games. We should get to that. Between, because we're thinking about Alabama guys here, Mac Jones, I will keep in his own category for multiple reasons, but between Jalen Hurts and Tua Tungavailoa, who would you take on your team? I'd take Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I think I would. T- I think I'd take Hertz as well. And for, for me, the thing is these guys are different style of quarterbacks mm-hmm. to a certain degree, but they're the same level of quarterback. If I was going to rank them in a class, they're pretty much the same, both from Alabama, both with a similar type mm-hmm. of team almost Yep. to a point. So that's, that's an interesting one for me, both with their flaw. Well, and also, uh, yeah, like I, I would take Hertz. I'm not saying, I don't think it's, Oh, I'd take Hertz by a landslide. Like it's not that, but I think for me, Hertz does something very well. Right. You know, he's very mobile. He's elusive. He's great at getting, making plays. I don't know if there's something Tua does really well. Like, I don't know if there's a level where it's like, oh, Tua's great at X. Right. Maybe breaking his hip. But outside of that, like, I don't know if he's elite at anything. <laughs> that saying that I would take Jalen Hurts over. Uh, Tua is something I thought I would never say after the national championship game that Tua came in and took over from Jalen and won the game in overtime. That is something I never thought I'd say because after that, Jalen went to Oklahoma, couldn't hold on the ball, fumbled after fumble after fumble, and now looks completely competent with the Eagles. Yeah, agreed. Dave, that was a hell of a segment. Great idea, man. Yes. Hey, he's the ideas guy. And uh, with that, like you said, we will be moving on to our picks. It has been a couple weeks since we've reviewed these. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you know, I think uh, if anything, my uh, what happened last week might sharpen the old old mind here. Maybe I get back on track. But um, we kick things off on Thursday night. Redemption for 66% of the booth, almost the full percent of, of us booth here. Uh, we have the Steelers in Minnesota, a chance for redemption from a horrific, hellacious last weekend. Rich, we're starting with you. Who do you got? 
This is the stinky Pittsburgh Steelers versus the mighty Minnesota Vikings. This sure is Vikings all day. I don't care. It's the primetime game. Kirk's still going to ball out. He's having one of the best years of his career. This is going to be a great game for Minnesota wearing the nice primetime purple uniforms. Ooh, it's going to look good. They're going to play good. Minnesota all the way. Yeah, this is absolute chef's kiss. This is Kirk's going to win. And that's that. Okay. The Vikings took the Ravens to overtime four or five weeks ago. Now it was a back and forth, back and forth. What have the Ravens done since then? Got more injured. The Vikings are still a good team. I do believe that the Steelers are not a good team. They didn't beat a Baltimore powerhouse. They didn't beat a Baltimore wagon. They took a depleted, injured, bad quarterback play Baltimore Ravens to one decision. That's all this game came down to. Vikings, it's skull. Dave? I I have a little bit of hesitancy because the Vikings are so such an up-and-down team. But when you look at what team might make the playoffs and what team is Ben Roethlisberger and the Stinky Boys, you got to take the Vikings. I'm not going to try to do anything to get an advantage. There's no strategy here for picks when it comes to the Steelers. You're not going to win a football game. I'm just going to ask you one question. Yep. Which team does Roethlisberger play for? Oh, the Steelers, yeah. There you go. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which team do you not want to pick? Vikings. We'll pick the Vikings. Hey, there we go. So... I mean, we're starting off with the booth curse, not strong, but hey, speaking of redemption, we got the morning slate, I guess afternoon now, the time change for us. But anyways, that was weeks ago. We got the Ravens in Cleveland taking on the Browns. We beat the Browns two weeks ago, give them four extra, five extra turnovers, I think. Um, <laughs> I'm taking the Browns. The Ravens aren't playing good football. Lamar's not playing good football. We're banged up. We just lost Marlon Humphrey for the year. That is a crippling blow. Our starting corners are Anthony Averett and Chris Westry. It's uh, it's not going to be good, and I'm going to take the Browns at home. I think I'm going to go with you, Carp, here. I think this is a banged-up Ravens team. I think Cleveland's nothing special right now, but the Ravens, again, like you said, they're not playing their best football. They're so hurt. This game's in Cleveland. They've still got that bad taste in their mouth from losing on Sunday night against you guys only two weeks ago. I think Cleveland's going to come out ready to take this game, and I think they're going to do it. Sorry. Or from here on, you're probably not going to get a lot of Ravens picks from me, but you will get one today. Um, what Besides Marlon Humphreys went out, what changed between two weeks ago and the Ravens team you have now? What changed for the Browns? Nothing. Nothing's changed for the Browns. Baker is still hurt. Your defense is still good. And Lamar is more than good enough that he can at least take the game into his hands. You guys threw four picks and still won the game. Nothing's changed. I'm still going to pick the Ravens, but this, this Ravens team isn't the same. This might be less Ravens picks than usual, but I'm picking the Ravens this week because the Browns have lost what they are and Baker Mayfield's not even healthy enough to throw the ball. I want to, you know, I want to, I, they're my boys, but you know, Brown's off a bye. 
at home. The week before that, they lost to this exact team. Marlon Humphrey's gone. We have no was, secondary. I, I understand, dude. I, I'm with you. I almost took the Browns. It's but just for how stinky Cleveland has been. They're stinky, but the Ravens Even right at now full are strength stinky. on offense. At full strength on offense, this team is fucking garbage, dude. If if you can literally stop Miles Garrett from killing Lamar Jackson, you'll win this game. And I well, think that as why, whole, you will win this game. That's why we pay a guy like Alejandro Villanueva just to do that. Moving on, because I don't want to talk about him, we have another divisional game. We have the – this one is huge. We have the Dallas Cowboys heading to Washington to take on the football team. Dave, they were your stud this week. Where do you see it going? Who's the home team? Washington. <laughs> I'll take Dallas. Um, here's the thing. I like Washington. I think I've picked them the last five weeks, and they've done me well. But no matter who they play, they just win games. Like, they just win every game. They're a team that's just good enough to win games. And I think Dallas is the type of team that as long as they're not playing their whatever down week with Amari Cooper back, with C.D. Lamb back, this is too much for Washington to overcome. I think the Cowboys will win this one. I'm not saying that maybe Washington won't get this win back, but I think even even riding high, I think this is a game that Dallas knows that they really need, and I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win it. Rich? I'm going to go Washington on this one. I think this is a super hot Washington team that I don't want to bet against right now. I think Taylor Heineke's coming into his own, which I love to say because I am a big fan. Um, I think, yeah, I'm going to go Washington on this one. I'm confident about it. See, Washington is on an absolute heater right now. For me, they're coming off of a game-winning drive and a, a field goal beating Vegas. Um, I do think, like Dave said, the Cowboys are just going to be too much to handle. But I, I do think this game will be a lot closer than people think. Um, can't – like, this is a huge game for both these teams. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to have to go – I'm going to have to side with the Cowboys on this one. Continuing with the interdivisional matchups, we got the Raiders in Kansas City. This is a quick one for me. Kansas City looks all the way back. The Raiders look all the way back to their old ways. I'm going Kansas City. Dave? Yeah, Kansas City. Rich? Kansas City. There we go. Moving on to the game of the weekend. We have the Seattle Seahawks in Houston taking on the Texans. Absolute barn burner, mega heater there, predicting monster ratings for this noon game. Um, Oh, fuck, does this one suck, huh? I am going to take the Hawks solely on the back of Russell Wilson, and they got a win last week. Maybe Russ remembered how to win here. He said, oh, wait, I forgot. I've had this shit bum coach for my whole life. I forgot. I've been overcoming his non-roster my entire career. I can do this. So I'm going with Russ on this one. Rich, we'll hop to you. I'm going to go with Seattle, too. I just think. This Houston team is so bad. I'm not going to bet with this Houston team. I'll always bet against them. So that makes me bet Seattle, even though that's not what I want to do either. 
I don't like Seattle, but if if the Texans can't beat the Jets, they won't beat the Seahawks. We'll just lay it down there. It's going to be the Seahawks. There we go. Moving forward. Talked about him a lot earlier. We got Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars in Tennessee taking on the Titans. Of course, still without Derek Henry. This one's interesting. Dave, start with you. From what I hear, maybe I've, I've been wrong. I've heard that the Titans are going to start getting healthier. I heard AJ Brown's about ready to come back. Um, I hear they're getting guys back. So I'm going to put my faith in the Titans because this is still a playoff team, and that's the Jags. But like we said, we don't know who the Titans are. They could lose this game, and I wouldn't blame someone for picking them, but I'll keep the Titans off a of bye to be good enough to beat the Jags. Yeah, I uh, I am going to go with the Titans as well here. Like you said, they are a playoff you sure you team. You don't want to pick the Jags again? I'm very positive. Man, that was pre-Conky too. Jesus <laughs> Lord. I am going to go with the Titans here. It's the Titans. They're a playoff team. The Jags are 2-10. and ten. And if you're a playoff contender, you can... Oh. Rich, plug your ears. If you're a playoff contender, you can't lose to a team with two wins. Um, simple as that. Rich, we go to you. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to go Tennessee as well. I think both of them said it. Tennessee is a playoff team, and Jacksonville is the two win team. So just by that, I'm going to go with Tennessee. There we go. Next up, we got the New Orleans Saints coming off of a Thursday night football loss to the Cowboys in New York, taking on the Jets. The Jets, of course, coming off of about 10 years of being the Jets. Um, Where do we see this one going here? Dave, start us off. I'm not really 100% sure on this one, to be honest with you. You mean, did Taysom Hill look like he's any good? Not really. Simeon's like what he is. I heard Cam Jordan is not going to play because of COVID. Um, I'm not 100% sure where my heart goes with this one. The Saints really didn't instill a lot of confidence in me against that in the Cowboys, right? <sighs> Do it. Are either of you guys going to take the Jets? I'm not telling you. Do it. Do it. J E T S. You want to? You want to? Oh, it's coming up. I'm going to pick the Saints. (laughs) Okay. That was a scary moment there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, man. Lost in the sauce. Hey, it's intoxicating to want to pick a shit team, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't worry, I got one coming. Oh, perfect. Rich, move on to you. Saints, Jets, who do you got? You said it. The Saints are not looking like anything special right now, but the Jets are looking like so far from special that it's it's bad. So I'm going to go with Saints in this one. You're going to make me do it, huh? Oh, God. (laughs) You know, I keep picking these shit teams and thinking one of these times it'll hit and I'm going to look like an absolute savant. And it hasn't happened yet. (laughs) Couldn't you have picked Detroit last week? 
right? Couldn't have done me a solid there. Yeah. So they would lose. That sucks. I should have. But I, I can't. And I know it's going to be another sweep for the booth here, but I am going to take the Saints. I think Sean Payton will find a way to win against the Jets. If he has to start fucking Teron Armstead at quarterback, I think he'll find a way to win. So I am going to go Saints on that. Next, we go back to a division game. A lot of division games this weekend, which, you know, that's usually a sign that the season's kind of coming to a close. You know, playoffs are on the on the hunt. A lot of these teams are fighting for spots, fighting for positioning. A lot of division matchups. A lot of good games, I think, are going to be coming up these next couple weeks here. But we have an NFC South showdown. The Falcons in Carolina taking on the Panthers. I talked all of that about playoffs and seeding. Neither one of these teams are going to make it. Um, Dave, notorious Panthers super fan. Who do you got this week? Uh, you, you know me. I'm going to take the Falcons here. Um the Panthers don't know what they are. They're one week of we love Cam Newton's done. He's he is what he is still. They wanted to try to solve it, so they shipped Joe Brady out of town. Whether that was a good move or not, we'll see. I don't know what they are. At least I know that the Falcons, their defense is okay, and their their offense is not good. But I'll I'll take Matt Ryan over Cam Newton. Rich. I think I think you said it right there, Dave. Um, I'm going to take Matt Ryan over Cam Newton or whoever Carolina puts there in there at quarterback at any point during the game. So I'll go with Atlanta as well. I actually um, I'm going to go with the Panthers on this one. Just you know, usually after the games where coordinators, coaches get fired. That team always comes out hot wanting to prove that that piece was, that that was the mistake right there. We got rid of it. It's good. We saw it earlier with the Raiders and he who shall not be named Rich Passaccia, I think his name is, comes in. Sorry for the disrespect. They win the next week convincingly. I think the Panthers will find a way to get it done. But also just back to that Panther story that came out last Sunday. I mean, they were on a bye week, but Joe Brady canned. Uh, kind of shocking to me, honestly. Didn't really think Joe Brady was the problem there. I think I, it w- was the fact that your quarterback completed five passes. But hey. I heard, uh, I, I, I literally did research for his exact thing. And I listened, I only listened to one Panthers podcast, but I assume the people around the Panthers beat no more than we do. Yep. And I guess it kind of sounded like, Basically, what Joe Brady and Matt Rule wanted were completely two different things, basically. And that's where the friction was. Apparently, Matt Rule told him, like, hey, we just need to keep running the ball more, 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 more. And Joe Brady wanted to try to complete his system still, right? Yep. I mean, that LSU team was. It sounded like Brady, even to a point, sort of wanted to see what Darnold could do again, whereas Matt Rule was completely on the Cam Newton train. And that was. Oh, my God. And that was kind of that was that, right? So they so they shipped Joe Brady out. Just a big difference of opinion, right? Well, speaking of difference of opinion, now that I know that news, I'm flipping my pick. I'm going with I'm going with the Falcons. <laughs> my guy Joe Brady wanted to give Sam Bradmo a shot. That actually convinced me. Uh, hey, if that's true, which I'm going to believe you, it is. Like you said, the Panthers beat no more than us. Rise up, rise up, Atlanta. Let's go. All Three right, for- so you're, pick- you're picky, Atlanta. Three for Atlanta. Let's okay, Atlanta. All right. All righty. 
moving on, this could have been this this next game could have been a very important game amongst our our circle of of uh, people we interact with, but unfortunately, <laughs> it the shine was off the apple last week. We have the Detroit Lions in Mile High taking on the Broncos. Rich, I'm gonna start with you here, man. Uh, where do you where do you see this going? Every ounce of me wants to just pick Detroit to be like, hey, maybe they're not as bad. Like, maybe we didn't lose to such a bad team. Maybe they're turning it on, but I don't think they have. Uh, Denver's been struggling. They're literally that team that's a quarterback away right now. But I think they're not a quarterback away from beating Detroit. I think they can handily do that with Teddy Bridgewater. Eve, what do you think is going to happen, Carve? I want to hear what you have to say about this game. I'm picking Denver. I okay. uh, I okay. don't think Detroit is like you said. It, hey, if Detroit got hot and won out, electric. Uh, it is Jared Goff at the helm, though. So, <sighs> I almost picked the Lions, dude. I was literally about to say it, and then you're like, "Well, it still is Jared Goff at the helm," and I'm like, "No, I got to go with Denver, Dave." Dude. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, go I'm gonna do your thing, okay? I'm gonna yeah. do it. Okay, the first one is is kind of the lesser of two evils, but Vic Fangio or Dan Campbell. I mean, I guess Vic Fangio, but it's not that close. Teddy, that Brid- Teddy Bridgewater, Jared Goff. <sighs> Teddy. Denver's weapons, Detroit's weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm picking Denver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm picking Denver. Yeah. Okay. We're going to you for this next one. This one feels like a personal, a personal game. It is your boys. It is who day. It is the jungle. It is the pride of Cincinnati taking on the bane of your NFL existence this season, the team you have gone at more than almost any team. It is the Bengals who day hosting the San Francisco 49ers. This one is personal. You got the floor, man. Still questionable. Uh, that Fred Warner will play. Debo Samuel did not practice. Um, on the Bengals side, we're getting our linemen back, which was a big problem from the Chargers. But we're missing our, our middle linebacker, Logan Wilson, and possibly Cheeto Wuzier might be out. But with all that being said, San Francisco couldn't beat Seattle. And Cincinnati could be both of those teams. And Cincinnati will defend the jungle, and they will beat the 49ers. There was a, I read an index thing this week. This out of all the games, they, they gave like an equivalent percent rating to how big each game was to affect the playoff picture. And because of where the Bengals and the 49ers are in the playoffs, this game was the highest rated game of the week to affect the playoffs. It had a 90% effect on the playoffs this week. So this is definitely um, a big game. And I think the Bengals will rebound. This is a team that when they play bad, they're really bad. When they play good, they're good. And I think that being good is going to be good enough this week, especially if Debo Samuel doesn't play. So I'm going to go with Burrow and the boys since daddy. There we go. Rich. I think if San Francisco would have beat Seattle last week, I would actually have to think about this one. 
because San Francisco looked like they were getting on a hot streak. And then they lost to Seattle. The Seattle. Yes, no. Yeah, this is going to be Cincinnati. You're going to have a day here, Dave. This pains me. I'm just kidding. It's going to be the Bengals, and I don't think this one's actually going to be close. Um, The Bengals, like you said, played very, very bad last week. Got walloped by the Chargers. They bounced back. I think they handle business easily. The last time they got beat that badly was the Browns. Yeah. The next game they played, they absolutely dominated the Raiders front to back. I think this team bounces back very well. I don't think they they don't seem like a team. Joe Burrow doesn't seem like a guy that will let his boys get into a slump like that. Um, and like you said, man, you, you know, quarterback. Well, not like you said, like I said, like you always say is what I should have said. Quarterback, I like Burrow. Defensive front. Two years ago, if I would have said, oh, yeah, Cincinnati's defensive front will run laps around San Francisco's, no one would believe you. You, you want to hear a stat about our defensive front right now? I'd love it. Trey Hendrickson right now has a sack in eight straight games for his 11 and a half sacks right now. Two, I think we're three straight games with three-plus sacks. And besides that, we turned the ball over a lot last week. Our defense is on a complete tear with at least two picks in every game. So yep. take that, and, take that. Yeah. I, uh, a, a rare, a rare three thirty window game for the Bengals. Man, we don't get a lot of these. Don't get a lot of them. Here it is it, this week. It's funny. When I, I, I'm going to tell you this game can single had me make or break my entire view of the Bengals this year, depending if this game, maybe not even a win or a loss, but how it is played. Like because last of, because of the personal vengeance that I have to take down the San Francisco 49ers on my own. See, that's the thing. It's like last week, you, you know, you lost to the Chargers, but it's like, okay, Chargers have a good roster and Justin Herbert's a, a mega stud, right? Like, okay, and that sucks. A loss is a loss, but it's like, uh, all right. <laughs> this one is, this one's personal. Uh, this, this is the next most important game outside of the two Pittsburgh games. Which we didn't talk about because we were on our, our bye week. The Bengals destroyed the Steelers two weeks ago. So that was my, those are my big two Vendetta games out of the way. This is the next best thing. We need to beat the 49ers. Fuck the 49ers. There we go. They did dominate the Steelers. Um, next, yeah. we have the Giants in the aforementioned LA Chargers hometown in SoFi Stadium. This one's easy. Coming off of a very impressive performance. I'm going to take the Chargers here. I think the Chargers, they have a good team. They got the guy. I think they have the guy on the bench. You know, they have a good roster. Taking the Chargers, Dave? Uh, I'm taking the Giants. Um, Joey Boza in concussion protocol still. Mike Williams, Chris Harris, Keenan Allen all put on the uh, COVID IR today. I think the chargers and the fact that the chargers are an inconsistent team to, to boot. Um, that's a lot of good guys out. I'm not saying that Justin Herbert can't get it done. Cause it's very likely he does win this game, but I'm going to put a little faith that the giants always have a couple games a year where they're just play well. And I think this week's going to be one of them. I love it. 
I love the boldness. Rich, where are you going? I think I got to go Chargers. I think this Giants team. I'm not, who's even starting for the Giants at quarterback this week? I think it might be Jake Fromm. It might be. Oh, yeah. Big Georgia legend. Yeah. yeah. You made this choice easier. Yep. Big win. Jake Fromm is the right guy, right place for the Giants. They're going to take down Herbert and the Chargers. I'm double confident on it. Woo! I love that. <laughs> I think I'm going to stick with the Chargers on this one. I just think this is going to be a tough task for the Giants. We could look like absolute dipshits come next week, but we don't know. I mean, I when Jake Fromm is the fucking player of the week. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you this game right now. I will tell you right now, no matter what happens in the Bengals game, if somebody goes that's 400 yards receiving, I won't do it. If Jake Fromm starts for the Giants and in any way, shape, or form they win, he is my stud next week. You have it here first. If he looks like dog shit and somehow they win, I'll have to come up with a reason why. But if it is Jake Fromm and it is the Giants win, he's my stud. I love it. I love it. Uh, moving on. We have I an action. I need to win this game so bad now. <laughs> now that I put this all on the line, please, for the love of God, Jake Fromm and the Giants win this game for me. I wasn't going to say anything, but I was like, man, he is putting a lot of reputation and stock <laughs> into this Giants win. Um, hey, big blue. Let's, let's see it. The New um, York football Giants, man. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. This next game might actually have a chance of being the game of the weekend here. We have the Buffalo Bills taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. This game is very tasty. We have a Bills team coming off of a loss in which the opposing quarterback threw the ball three times. Obviously, it was gale force wins a blizzard in New England. And who wins those games? New England. Um, I think that game might have actually been in Buffalo. Yep, it was. That's on me. But who wins those bad weather games? It's New England. This Buffalo team started off incredibly hot. And then Rich Rich said it. He said, hey, hey, wait a second. Is, is Buffalo even that good? And all of a sudden, that ship started to look a little rocky. This Bucks team, obviously led by, like Dave said, the MVP favorite right now, Tom Brady, nine and three, uh, coming off of a win against the Falcons. Brady dominated the Falcons as he always does. This game is big for both teams. Rich, I'm passing it to you first because you called this Bills, this Bills team being a little rocky. Where do you see it going? they are rocky and I think they're going to continue that rocky streak, especially against a hot team like Tampa Bay. They did actually have some struggles in recent history, but I think they're getting their ship right at the right time heading into playoffs. I'm going to take Tampa. There we go. Dave. Yeah. Um, you can't take a lot of stock in what happened to the bills last week. That was exceptional circumstances, but yeah, for sure. Tom Brady is going to be the MVP of the league this year. This is the defending Super Bowl champs. This is the back end of the season where Tom Brady plays his best. And him alone is going to dial up this Buccaneers. To really, the thing about the uh, the Bills is the Bills are a one-dimensional offense. They really can't run the ball. So, I mean, the, the challenge is on that secondary of the Bucs, which isn't that great. But I think that the Bucs still, by most metrics, are good enough to win this game. And I think they will. Yep, yeah, I... Um... 
couple things factor into this for me. Number one, like you said, guess what this time of year is? It's December football, and Tom Brady eats that for breakfast. It's December football is when he, you know, he just he turns into the man again. Not to mention, this is the Bills team that he's spent two decades bullying. He's pushed them down in the hallway. He took their lunch money. He put them in lockers. He scraped their knees. He called them losers. He stuck his tongue out, and they didn't do a single thing to stop him. What makes you think that on a better roster, on a better team, coming off the Super Bowl in an MVP year, that's going to change? Nothing. I think the Bucs are going to take this one. Brady knows the importance of these games and he's going to prove why he, why he's the goat. I think a good thing to mention also about the bucks that instills a lot of confidence is that in the last couple weeks, Leonard Ford and that run game has really took off. So if you needed another way to get beat by the bucks, it'll be Fournette in the run game. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, Back to the divisional games. NFC North showdown, Chicago Bears taking on the Packers in Lambeau. A-Rod owned them in Chicago. He made sure we knew that. He then became the pariah of the NFL, absolutely hated. Looked like a complete dipshit there for a while, all right? Toe's been bugging him. Don't know what's going on. Guess what? It hasn't mattered. The Packers look incredibly hot. Rich, this is your division. You know both these teams very, very well. Bears, Packers, Lambo. who do you got? This is really, if you're a Bears team, this is your last chance. You need to win this game or your season. You drop to four and nine. I don't think you're coming back from that, Chicago. If you want to have any hope of making the playoffs, you got to win this game. And you're matched up with the Green Bay Packers. That sucks. That sucks, and I don't think you're going to get it done, Chicago. That Packers team is too hot right now, and Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers fucking owns you. So, Dave, I mean, I'll put it out there because it's not going to, it's not going to happen. I'm not picking this, but Justin Fields is, I think, getting gearing towards getting the start. He, yep, he is, which is good to see, but. Um, Aaron Rodgers owns you guys. You guys are coming into Green Bay. You guys aren't a good team. You guys lose or win super close games against bad teams, and that's what you're doing so far. The Packers are beating good teams without all of their starters. Not to mention that by the week they get healthier. I hear that Jair Alexander's getting back to the 21-day window of they can activate him. I mean, it's yeah, it's going to be the Packers, man. It's got to be. I just hope that Fields can show us more glimmers and try to keep this game close. Right. But uh, yeah, like you said, I hope fields battles through his, his, his ribs there. I hope he, I hope he puts on a great performance, great show, you know, um, unfortunately I think he will be dropping back and throwing the ball 50 times again, because they might be down 35, nothing at half. This is going to be the Packers and it might be ugly on Sunday night football, but that brings us, to Monday Night Football, where we have yet another divisional game. We have the Los Angeles Rams in Arizona taking on the Cardinals. Earlier in the year, the Cardinals absolutely stomped the piss out of the Rams. Um, 
It was ugly. It was a beating. And that one was in SoFi. So where do we see this one going? Dave? This is actually a pretty good Monday night football game, hey? Oh, yeah. Um, it's, this is, the way I see it, this is the Rams' last chance to prove that they are a contending team. Because if you lose this one, you know you're not going to get past the Cardinals. The Rams have been playing some really sketchy football as it is in the last little bit anyways. And the Cardinals have continued to be good. Um, This is almost, the Rams are almost getting to be one of those teams that I bitch and moan about other teams being, where I give them too much credit for what they've done in the past. Because I, it's hard to flat out say the Cardinals will beat them and I'm 100% confident about it because it's the Rams and it's McVay, Aaron Donald, you know what I mean? But I, it just seems like if they've did it once on the road, they can do it again. It seems like the Cardinals will probably win this one. Rich? On, I believe, my first episode on the NFL pod, I picked the Arizona Cardinals to go to SoFi and upset the Rams. You sure did. And I'm going to predict again that there is an upset by the visiting team. And I'm going to take the Rams to upset Arizona in Arizona this week. Wow. I uh, I love that. Love the throwback. Love the history. Um, I, was so cl- I was so close to picking the Rams too. It's like I'm close. switching it, but like, ugh. It's close. And I don't know if this is a confidence booster for you, but I'm hopping on the Cardinals bandwagon as well. I think the Cardinals will get this done at home. The Rams, we can say it, haven't been good in a month. The Rams have not been good. And that's weird that you can say on a team coached by Sean McVay, led by Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup's historical season, Darrell Henderson stepping up marvelously. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. now on that team and a defense with Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey, and Vaughn Miller that they are struggling, but that's what they are. They are struggling. The Cardinals, I believe the only, the first and only 10-win team in the league so far. Um, I think they will defend their home turf, and I think they get the job done against the Rams. I think the Rams are they're struggling. They're struggling, and I don't think taking on the number one seed in the NFL is a get-right week. But uh, should, like you said, should be a great Monday night game. Of course, this week we have Indy, Miami, New England, and Philadelphia all on a bye. But that, the last of the buys. This is the, it. The last of the bye weeks. No more bye weeks. You think your team is a bye week after this, bro? <laughs> Fool. They do not. This is the last of the bye weeks. After this, it's full go. It's full send. Rich, do you have the the our records for the year on your up in front I of you? Do. All right, so, let's read them out. After last week, Card, you had the best week of us all with a 10 and 4 record on your picks. That brings you to a record of 58 and 54. Holy shit. Dave, you were very close behind with a 9 and 5 record, bringing you to 67 and 45. And I had a trash week going six and oh, eight, no. <laughs> which hey. brings me to a record of 64 and 48. I'm coming. I'm coming. Common card. I think this week is, we had a lot of the same picks. 
I know all of us. Yeah, I I know we all took uh, all took the Vikings. Uh, do we all? Do we all? Yeah, all took the Chiefs. All took the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. Titans, the Saints, the Falcons, the Broncos, the Bengals, uh, the Bengals, the Bucks, the Bucks, and the Packers. So we're all either we're we're all going going to the stars together, or we're all going down with the ship. Um, but that about does it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to this. Actually, hold on. Before I wrap things up, just want to give a quick shout out. Lost something very important to me last week. It's why we were not on the air. Um, if you know, you certainly know. Wagon, I love you. I will always love you. You have been there for me through sickness and health, through the good times and the bad. And you will be missed, my dear friend. Thank you. But with that, thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for rolling with us. We have so much fun doing this. And uh, another great week of ball ahead of us. Of course, we got some college ball coming up too. Playoffs been determined, all that good stuff. Great time for sports. This has been The Booth Go follow us at the booth EC on Instagram and Twitter. Go buy some merch. The links in are in our bios. You can go find those. Go follow us. All our socials will be posted. Appreciate it. Like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Boys, anything else to mention? Go Bengals. Who day? Go Bengals. Flock. Skull. All right. Have a great week.